From the helicopter, I can see an endless stretch of Arctic ice. The downward curve of the horizon in the distance lets me know that I'm as close to the top of the world as I've ever been. The landscape is otherworldly, starkly desolate, and yet shockingly beautiful. I'm with Steve Amstrup, senior polar bear scientist with the U.S. Geological Survey's Alaska Science Center, flying above the ice-locked village of Koktovik, 300 miles north of the Arctic Circle. We're searching for the mighty polar bear, the apex predator that presides over the Arctic food chain. Spotting bear tracks as the snow blows across the ice is very difficult, so the pilot takes the chopper lower in an attempt to give us a better chance. I can see cracks and larger openings called leads in the ever-shifting labyrinth of ice. All day, every day, millions of tons of ice are churned, crushed, and reconfigured. Cliffs form and leads open like gaping jaws. Wind scours the snow from the tundra, revealing silvery ice mirrors that intermittently blind us with the sun's reflection. We'd never survive on this ice, but polar bears can't survive without it. Eric Rieger, another research scientist on Steve's polar bear team, my cameraman Glenn Evans, and my sound guy, Jonah Toriano, are also on board. We're all excited when Steve points to the east and says, There. The pilot follows the tracks for nearly 30 miles, before we finally catch our first glimpse of an enormous female running across the ice with her two young cubs, all 500 pounds of her massive body undulating beneath a layer of snowy white fur. The family is nearly invisible against the white backdrop of bluish-white ice, and their camouflage is further enhanced by the sunlight bouncing off the ground. Even with my sunglasses on, I can feel a powerful headache coming on from the glare. As the chopper closes the distance between us and the bears, they begin galloping at close to 20 miles per hour to escape what the mother perceives to be a giant flying predator. The female, who could run much faster if she wasn't being held back by her tiny offspring, doesn't know, of course, that the helicopter carries scientists who have devoted their lives to protecting her species. But despite her instinct to escape, she doesn't abandon her cubs. Even as the whirling cloud of snow created by the helicopter threatens to engulf her, she stops and allows them to catch up with her. Steve loads a tranquilizer dart into his rifle, slides open the clear plastic window, and takes aim. Pop! The rifle fires as ice particles are sucked through the open window and prick our faces. It's a perfect shot. And within minutes, the mother bear begins to slow and then sway drunkenly as she succumbs to the sedative. Steve takes a deep breath and sighs with relief knowing that the data he gathers today can be added to the body of knowledge being used to conserve her species. The familiar thrill of adventure rushes through my veins as I carefully step out onto the flat patch of snow-covered ice. I'm wearing $1,000 worth of high-tech sub-zero weatherproof clothing, but with the negative 20 degrees Fahrenheit temperature made even more frigid by the biting wind, I feel naked and helpless. The membranes of my eyes sting, and my breath instantly forms icicles on my face mask. Within minutes, the muscles in my face and lips begin to freeze, and when I speak, I sound as if I too have been hit by a tranquilizer dart. But my inner adventurer loves every second of this experience, even the discomfort. I think back to the story I learned in fifth grade about the brave commander Robert E. Peary reaching the North Pole for the first time in 1909. I've always been inspired by the accomplishments of other explorers and scientists. As a conservationist, 
I cherish the opportunity to be on the front lines in the race to save Earth's creatures. And as a biologist, I'm humbled by the fellowship of scientists joining together to make a critical difference in our uncertain future. Steve Amstrup is arguably one of the world's leading experts on polar bears. That he welcomed me to come on this research expedition is a great honor and privilege.